0: Good evening. This is Shifting Gears Podcast, and I'm Isaac. And I'm Paul. We welcome you to another great episode.
1: Episode six.
0: Yes, we're almost... we're actually not there. No, we're not nearly there yet. We're not there. Uh, Three's a Crowd, that's the name of the episode. Three's a
1: Crowd? When did you name that? While you weren't looking. All right, I guess we'll call it Three's a Crowd then. Here we go. Good thing there's only two of us.
0: Yeah, two of us. Um, But We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, So tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to talk about some automotive news from the past week and just give some commentary on it, and then we'll follow it up with um, Cool Tools and Craigslist Showdown.
1: It's automotive accessories this week, not cool
0: tools. Oh, yeah, automotive accessories. It's It's not a tool. You could loosely define it as a tool. No, it's not a tool. A thing that you can use in your vehicle.
1: How about that? Automotive accessory. Sure. So, uh, yet again, another thing we don't agree on. <laughs> we literally agree on nothing. Um
0: Yet we're somehow still friends. Barely. Barely. Um, that's not true. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, no car spotting this week.
1: I didn't, I didn't, well, I saw a cool car, but I don't remember what it was. Well
0: that's not great no (laughs) and i drove like 10 miles this week and didn't see anything cool so no that's exciting that's our car this this is off to a great
1: start (laughs) okay well we we we, don't agree on anything and we don't have anything to talk about yeah so we're gonna talk about for an hour so we're gonna jump
0: right into it so um this week automotive news um first one on our list is the new 2024 Escape, and you may ask yourself, why are we talking about the new mommy mobile that will be in all mall parking lots this summer?
1: I'm also asking myself, why are we talking about this? You are because what's under the hood, Paul? It has the new 1.5 liter four-cylinder, cylind- three three-cylinder. Sorry, that's been a debate. Yeah. 1.5 liter three-cylinder EcoBoost engine. Yes. Or the 2-liter or a new 2.5 Atkinson Hybrid.
0: Yes. So it's got three powertrains. Actually, well, four, I guess. So the 1.5 EcoBoost, which will be the bread and butter motor, which is interesting, hence why I want to talk about it, because, um, I mean, we're going to be seeing a largely popular vehicle with a three-cylinder engine powering its wheels, which... To Paul and I, that's like a, sorry, but no thanks.
1: We do not like three cylinders. Not, not a huge fan in the automotive it market, but we'll talk about that more when we get there. Unless we're already there. Let can talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. So uh, for some reason, the automotive industry can't seem to make a three cylinder that runs well. I really don't understand it. Um, three cylinders have been around the power sports industry for a long time in two and four stroke v- versions. Now the old there's been good ones and bad ones. The old Polaris triples not so great. The, they were like a, uh they came in 6, 7 and 800 cc variants if I'm not correct, they're two stroke okay. triple. They like to eat themselves relatively soon. Um but then there's like the Yamaha triples and uh The Can-Am slash Rotax triples that are in the new side-by-sides. And those things are beasts. They make lots of power. They're super reliable. And they last a long time. So we know three cylinders can work. So the automotive industry might just have to figure something out here. Because they work well in the power sports. So
0: we should preface there are three cylinders in the U.S. market to date. Yes, there There are. There is the three-cylinder one-liter EcoBoost that Ford puts in the Fiesta in Focus and Echo Sport, um, and there's also Mitsubishi puts a three cylinder in the Mirage or the G4 Mirage, whatever it's called. Um, I don't know. I don't pay attention to Mitsubishi. Sorry. <laughs> so there's a couple motors out there, but the one liter EcoBoost, um, I've I've heard and read that they've had a lot of issues with that motor not lasting very long.
1: Yeah, I've uh, also heard that, and I'm. I, I, I don't know, I'm not completely sold on the three cylinder and automotive market yet they they just don't seem that super fantastic.
0: Yeah they so I guess with the three cylinder why why it's not as I don't want to say good but why why four cylinder superior to a three cylinder has to do a lot with vibration.
1: Yeah, a four-cylinder balances out much better than a three-cylinder. Most three-cylinders require a prop shaft or an additional shaft underneath the crankshaft to help them balance out. Um, Those shafts also usually drive the uh, uh, oil pump, but generally they just don't balance out that well, and they vibrate themselves to death. Yeah, they vibrate
0: themselves apart. And so that's why, compared to a four-cylinder motor, it's kind of a little bit of a head scratcher, and it's like, I don't know about this... Um,
1: but, well, with that balancing f- uh, fact, though, Yamaha makes a three-cylinder 1,000cc, so pretty similar to what this would be. So it's a one liter. That revs to 14,000 RPM all day long. So it obviously can be done. It can be done. Now, yes. Yamaha does have lots of acoustics and other uh, vibrational backgrounds, not behind its motors so they mean they they make instruments for goodness sake so they know lots about vibrations and that kind of thing so maybe they need to talk to them or do something with them
0: maybe they took some engineers from them maybe they did industry they
1: could have because we there's that motor and the uh can am slash rotax three cylinders can both be turned up to like 350 horsepower with relative ease and last relatively long at that power number. Can they last 200,000 miles in 20 years? No, they can't. <sighs> but that's a slightly different topic. <laughs> you, you drive a side-by-side very differently than you drive yeah. a car.
0: I I just I don't think a 3 cylinder motor is we're going to see it on the road in 20 years with 200,000 miles on it.
1: I feel like these cars the the motor in them is not going to be the death of them in the first place. so you don't think so? I don't think so.
0: What do you think will be?
1: I don't know, but I feel like they're not going be uh, the motors not gonna be the problem.
0: Right. so this this 3 cylinder also has cylinder deactivation. so it's a three cylinder turbo cylinder deactivation. I just I want to say no to it. If it was my money, I would I wouldn't touch it with ten foot pole.
1: If I was buying one of these, I would go for the two liter. I go for the hybrid. I would not go for the hybrid because then you're looking at battery packs and everything else, and it runs Atkinson cycle. The old Ford, the original Ford
0: Escape hybrid. I was reading about it today. They're known to go five hundred plus thousand miles.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I'm not completely sold on hybrids. Uh, this past winter, uh, when my dad's truck was in the shop, his uh, him and my mom got a. Uh, ford escape a 2018 with the one five four cylinder in it as a loaner vehicle and i actually really enjoyed driving that vehicle yeah uh, it had all-wheel drive and the one five start stop oh uh, yeah you turn that off with a button though and it stayed turned off when you turn the car off so just That's do nice. it once but uh um it uh it got good gas mileage it was fast not fast it was fun to drive it was fast enough to be okay i wish i had a little bit more power but uh it would you know let you turn the traction control off and stability control and you could slide it around and stuff and it would not care it was fun so it was there was like six inches of snow here when we had it and we took it out and slid around and it was a great time so uh if they can keep that same kind of feel going with this uh escape it might be kind of a fun vehicle still um to drive i mean i I'm really not the kind of person who would go buy a new escape. I'm not a super mini crossover fan, but uh, it might be okay. Um, we'll have to see. I, I'm just I haven't we haven't really seen any specs. We don't really know that much about this new one five motor. And
0: no. it honestly, there was a lot of inconsistency online about this motor. Some places said it was a four cylinder. Some said it was a three. Some one place we read said it was naturally aspirated.
1: Some people say it was EcoBoost, so Turbo. Yeah. So uh, Ford's website says it's it's a, a one one 1.5 EcoBoost. EcoBoost. That's yeah. all we for sure really know at this point as of 5.30 on April 5, 2019. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. And if we hear anything else different or we catch ourselves saying something wrong, we'll let you know. But I think that's that's what I know about the engine right now. Yeah.
0: So... I didn't, obviously you guys can't see this, but I have two photos of uh, one of a 2012 Mazda 3 hatchback in blue and one of the new 2020 Ford Escape in blue.
1: One of the blues is significantly better than the other blue.
0: And every time I look at this Ford Escape, all I see is a 2012 Mazda 3 hatchback. Do you see that, Paul?
1: I see it more with the twenty. with the matching the new Ford Focus hatchback, which you said was ugly, but you love Mazda threes, so we're gonna have to debate that. No, later. we're
0: talking about we're talking about this. Ex- look, look at the headlight and the the black plastic under the headlight. It's basically the same thing. Ford just took an eight year old Mazda and jacked up the ride height and called it a day.
1: I will say the front end looks pretty similar. I think the similarities leave after that.
0: I think you could put a. Kia badge on the front of this new Ford Escape and it would fit in their lineup. I'm not... I just think the styling is just kind of meh. I mean, it looks nice, but it doesn't... So you're
1: saying Kia's styling is meh?
0: I think Kia has good styling. So you said this has good styling. It says good styling, but it looks like everything else on the market.
1: I'll say that. I I actually saw something on Facebook this week um, that was a picture of probably 30 new crossovers and they with, all look the same. With all the badges removed, and they were all in white. And I, I, if I didn't slow down and stop scrolling and really look at it, I would have said they're all the same car. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really I'm really not a crossover fan. But, uh, you know, if you got three kids and you like to go to three Walmart. Three
0: kids. Psh, three kids, you got to go buy a Suburban. Come on. This is America. Isaac,
1: I'm so proud of you. <laughs> So proud of you right now.
0: Nobody drives minivans anymore, Paul. Exactly, because they're terrible. They're not terrible. Then why
1: doesn't anyone drive them?
0: Because people, American buying public, is dumb. That's why. No, American people buying public buy too much car for what they need.
1: No. Yes. The minivan is dead. The minivan is dumb. The minivan should uh, never return. You
0: clearly, you are not a child with that lived in a minivan i did not live in a minivan my parents have a nice house but
1: all i'm gonna say is you like minivans for nostalgia reasons and that's it
0: it's it's a packaging marvel how much stuff you can jam in a minivan compared to a crossover you can fit twice as much
1: that's why you buy a Suburban. Still, I don't even like Chevys, and I'm saying go buy a Suburban. You
0: can't even fit a full sheet of plywood in the back of a Suburban, and you can't in a minivan. Yes, you can. Lying down, like, four feet across? Yep. Is there four feet between the wheel wells?
1: Yep. My friend Zachariah had a Suburban for a winter beater, and his floor of it was a sheet of plywood. Can you drive a motorcycle standing up into the
0: back of a Suburban?
1: I don't know, but he put a lot of crap in the back he can of that And In suburban. a minivan. So What minivan? And what the motorcycle?
0: The Chrysler's. I
1: guarantee you. I
0: have a brochure from 2005 when my parents bought their Town and Country, and in it it has all the stone go seats down and it has a Harley in the back.
1: I bet you anything you could not pull the last motorcycle that was at our house into the back of that thing. What what was that? A 1998 Honda XR 400, a standard non-performance trail motorcycle.
0: Okay. Still, can you put a motorcycle
1: inside a suburban? No. no. So you can can't you do it in, either in a minivan. Of. Yes, you can. No, you can't. <laughs> I want more s- versatile. They're not more versatile. They're more pointless. They're not. They're pointless. slower and less well built.
0: Oh my gosh! Because you don't hit zero to sixty in five seconds.
1: They're just dumb. <laughs> They're just
0: dumb. Okay. This is here, why. Here's this a, is why we live in America where you can choose what you buy, Paul. You know. So when I I'm finding kids, all these
1: motorcycles in the back of minivan on uh, Google Images right now, and guess what? None of them have tires or handlebars. <laughs> so that's the end of that story. You can fit it if you take it apart. Woohoo! No minivans are not. The way of the future. The Suburban is... They should be. The Suburban is superior in every single Mm, form. Disagree. Yes. Yes, they're superior. Minivans,
0: more fuel efficient.
1: More cubic
0: feet of space inside than a Suburban. Get better gas mileage.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Not necessarily. Uh, A Pacifica or a odyssey gets 30 miles per gallon on the highway a suburban and four-wheel drive trim which is what everyone buys does like 22 can seat eight passengers both vehicles do that yep i would say the back seat of the third row of a minivan is more comfortable for adults than in the back of a suburban not an expedition because that has an independent rear suspension so there is more room in the back of it i'm talking about suburban okay because that is what you said Yep. I know you'd bring that up.
1: So I fit perfectly fine at six foot four in the back seat of my grandparents' expedition.
0: Yes, we're talking Suburbans.
1: So, I have ridden in the back seat of a Suburban to Florida and back. Y-
0: you know what? We next episode we're going to debate Chevy Suburban versus a Chrysler Pacifica. Okay. Because we are off topic.
1: We are off topic, <laughs> but I'm going to win that debate. I am gonna based on that. the purely fact that it's made by Chrysler, so it's a total pile of garbage. Oh my
0: gosh, not everything is garbage
1: made by Chrysler, Paul. Uh, you're gonna have your hybrid drivetrain falling apart in twenty thousand miles, but whatever. The, we're gonna talk
0: about this next episode. So moving on for the 2024 Escape, which looks like a Mazda. Why? Another reason why I wanted to bring this up was Ford no longer is going to be selling passenger cars. So no Fiesta Focus or Fusion, which is, in my opinion, quite dumb, but that's their move. And so this will be the bread and butter vehicle. This is what we're gonna see all over, the fifty great states. Um, I think it looks like a car. I mean, it. it they. I think the Escape, you know, launched with this boxy body styling, and then the current version morphed into more car-like, but I think it's even more car now. I mean, essentially looks just like the new Ford Focus lifted. I mean, that's what it is, but it doesn't really look like a crossover. It looks like a car that got a lift kit.
1: That's what a crossover is.
0: Okay. It's more car in crossover than SUV.
1: So, they're making it more to fill the car market than the SUV market.
0: Which they're probably doing because we're going to be seeing a baby bronco they'll probably be more sport oriented
1: correct so but we'll have to see when that actually gets announced so, all in all i think the new escape is kind of meh we'll have to see i've always thought the mis- escape is kind of meh so all crossovers are kind of meh the only crossover that really gives me jazz is the focus s there's the F- edge st Mm-hmm I haven't read good things about it. I'd
0: still drive one. I still drive one. Okay, moving on. Uh, what's next on our list? The Crappalier. The Crap. <laughs> so this one is this one is uh, interesting. GM this week re-trademarked the Chevy Cavalier for the U.S. market, which is odd. The Chevy Cavalier hasn't been sold in the United States since 2005. But they still sell a new version of the Cavalier. Not the old one, but a completely new car. It's based off of the old Chevy Cruze in China and Mexico. Um, This is interesting. I find this interesting for a couple reasons. One, so there's no longer Chevy Cruze is sold in the U.S. So they no longer have a compact car. So they could potentially, if they make this car in Mexico, they could import it as a cheap alternative to the compact car market. Will they do that? Probably not.
1: Well, they did trademark it here.
0: They did trademark it here, so they could. Yep. But I think the main reason they trademarked it was to protect the name. Which I don't know why they would want to protect the name, but who, I mean, who, who, what automaker would introduce a vehicle and name it the
1: Cavalier? Mitsubishi. (laughs) The Mitsubishi Cavalier. I could see it. Well, in a really thin-bodied rattly car for twelve thousand dollars, Mitsubishi Cavalier. Hey, the, coming to your market soon.
0: The Mirage starts at like fourteen, so it wouldn't be twelve. That's the cheapest car sold in the U.S. today.
1: For good reason.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you have any comments about this, Paul?
1: Hmm. The Cruise wasn't that great, so maybe the Cavalier will replace it and be better.
0: I doubt it, because the in China the Cavalier slots below the Cruise. The Cruise is the premium compact.
1: They have two different compacts. I think they have three. Why I think they,
0: they sell the Cavalier, the old Chevy Cruise, which they call the Cruise Select or the Cruise Prime or something weird like that, this Cruise Classic maybe, and then they have the new Chevy Cruise. They should call the old cruise the Cobalt, so then they'd sell the Cavalier Cobalt in Cruise. Maybe, maybe they do.
1: <laughs> if they bring back the new, if they bring back the Cavalier, they should bring back that uh, 2.4 liter Ecotec naturally aspirated, also because that motor's a beast.
0: Yeah, those are good motors.
1: So, and they like big nasty boost and back of doom buggies.
0: And you can essentially run them on
1: no oil, and they'll
0: survive for 300 thousand miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll just rust apart.
1: Yep, the, the car will rust around the mm-hmm. aluminum-blocked four-cylinder. Yeah. It's good motor in there. And then you can yank the four-cylinder out and build yourself a Doom Buggy.
0: Put in a Fiero.
1: <laughs> doom Buggy.
0: I've always liked the Quad 4. That, that motor is based off the Quad 4. It's the, it's the last iteration I'm it. not
1: sure what the Quad 4
0: is. The Quad 4 was GM's first... Um, dual overhead cam four-cylinder motor to compete with the Japanese. It came out I think in 1988 made like 150 horsepower. problem was they went through head gaskets and rattled themselves apart because they were very sounds great unbalanced <laughs> motors <laughs> but at the end in 2005 they were they were a decent oh, motor. Here
1: I have a random car fact. What's that? Do you know what uh, other manufacturer used the Ecotech? Not GM? Yep. How come I don't know this? Lotus. What? Yep. Lotus used a modified version of it with a turbo in their cars. When? Uh, It was the Elise or like 2003 or 2004. Really? Yep. Uh, At the same time, they were getting the the 2ZZ from Toyota. That's what
0: I thought. They put the 2ZZ in them.
1: They also used the 2ZZ.
0: Huh. So the GM motor was the upmarket version?
1: I think they're in two different cars
0: okay that's interesting
1: so i could be wrong but i'm almost positive lotus used the the two four you want to know what other
0: non-gm vehicle had an ecotech motor in it what fisker karma huh but i just read today that they're ditching the gm motors for um a bmw three-cylinder
1: everyone's going
0: triples i don't like triples
1: i personally i don't like triples Based on dyno results and reliability data I've seen, I have not driven one, so I cannot say that they're all absolutely terrible. So, and to drive, I have not driven a vehicle with a three cylinder in it that wasn't on thirty-two inch tires with eighteen inches of travel.
0: Echo Sport.
1: We should. Oh, what? Fun story. True story. The Polaris Slingshot also uses a modified version of the Ecotec today.
0: Really? Yes. Which one? The two four. Yep. Huh. So. Because people just like GM Motors.
1: I mean, uh, so actually, Lotus partially engineered the Ecotec 2.4 with, uh, GM.
0: Interesting. Well, I mean, they did own GM. Did own Lotus at the time.
1: Yep, so yeah, and you could get the the uh, the LSJ version of the 2-liter Ecotech with a big, nasty supercharger on it from the factory.
0: We should put that in a Chevy category. That was
1: in the Saturn Ion Redline. And Wait,
0: f- it was? Yep. I thought the Redline had the 2-liter uh, turbo. Maybe that was in the and later then, years. And uh, then
1: the Cobalt SS supercharged Coupe also had it. So 2004 to 2007 Redline had the supercharged... Two liter with a Eaton M62 roots type supercharger and air to water intercooler. I would put that in my Fiero. That would make your Fiero cool, but slower, I think. You think? It's only rated at 205 horsepower. It's
0: more than my Fiero. Really? Fiero makes like 140
1: or 50. Out of that 600, it makes that little? That's new, like, knew it was
0: 135 back in 1988. This is the 80s we're talking about paul
1: i guess i don't know my mom's 2.8 and her supra made like 170 i thought 180 this is 80s cars weren't that powerful yeah there, there was all the emissions crap but vacuum lines all, all the, the vacuum, vacuum lines <laughs> uh usually sh- i have a box in my <laughs> pole barn of just vacuum, vacuum lines, <laughs> lines i pulled <laughs> off of my f-150 <laughs> when i rebuilt the motor like because i deleted so many things on it when i did that yeah i just have a box of Of vacuum vacuum lines Lines. that's great So no think things you didn't think you were gonna learn on this episode you're gonna learn about the gm ecotech we really went into this episode with no planning so it's just kind of flying 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 from the the seat of our pants yeah we're we're shooting from the hip here guys (laughs) so if you like this kind of stuff let us know let us know if you hate it let, Let us, us know. know. <laughs> so we'll plan better next time than scrolling through Wikipedia learning about the GM Eco <laughs> tech because you can do that yourself and not have to listen to us. You know,
0: here's here's another fun fact. We know I can't oh, – we're on the topic of Lotus, so I'll just say it. Um, what do you know – has Lotus ever made a front-wheel drive vehicle?
1: I'm assuming they have because you're asking, but I feel like they have not because I don't know of any. The – was a 92
0: lotus elan was front wheel drive and they said it had better driving dynamics when it originally came out which was weird um it was a complete flop so then guess which budget friendly automaker bought it up the rights to make it
1: budget friendly automaker yeah you love this automaker (laughs) mitsubishi no, but you're close
0: in the right geographical location of the world. Nissan? No, go south. Subaru? Jump an island. Daewoo? Uh, you're close, right country now.
1: I don't know. The Kia. Oh, I mean, the thing is the Kia. I thought Daewoo was Chinese.
0: Kia, Elan, maybe? No, Daewoo. Kia Lotus Elan, yeah. Kia bought the. It's rest- right in
1: front of my eyes on my computer screen. How did I not know? <laughs> Just freaking read. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The
0: Kia Elan. It was a flop.
1: The Kia Elan. All right. You know, I'm See, learning all kinds of new things in this are. episode.
0: Um. So. I think we can. We're done with talking about that. Uh, next one. <laughs>
1: Moving on to something <laughs> Moving else. Moving
0: on. This was interesting. I found. I hadn't
1: even know that you put this in the show notes before we got here, so <laughs> this is news to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we really, we really uh, were not prepared, really prepared for this. Because especially because <laughs>
1: we were supposed to do this last night, and I'm like, no, I we were c-. supposed to do it Wednesday. Well, yeah. That, well, we so, that, then we were doing Thursday, and now we're Friday. So we're struggling, <laughs> one guys. Of those weeks. Um, Toyota
0: announced that it is now going to share patents related to its hybrid technology to any automaker that wishes to see them, which I find this quite fascinating. Um, just reading new on, just you know, reading up about this, Toyota currently owns eighty percent of or eighty percent of all the hybrids so sold globally have Toyota powertrains in them. Um, so this is pretty big news. Um, this so they are. <laughs> You know, sharing their patents related to their hybrid systems, this excludes the lithium-ion battery technology, um, which makes sense because each automaker has its own battery technology, so they want to protect that rights. Um, Well, they
1: have their own technology for everything, and they're handing it out now.
0: Yeah, but they're doing this as a business venture. I mean, really, they want to, you know...
1: Are they selling the rights or are they just giving it? So it's like I could email Toyota and say, Hey, I want your your rights to your patents. I don't think it's that easy. We're but... shifting gears, we're gonna start making hybrid powertrains. <laughs> In my garage. Yeah, that sounds sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're gonna blow can something. Can we make up. a hybrid Saturn? I mean they already
0: did that. Dang it. We can make we can make my my S series get like ninety miles per gallon.
1: Let's do it to the the ripped apart Toyota pickup behind my house.
0: Hybrid pickup. Hybrid pickup. Like Rivian.
1: Yep. Set it up uh to be uh, o- a long lo- o- long distance overlander.
0: I like that idea
1: because compete. So the guy I bought my frame from has a um a four a four runner a nineties four runner with a uh the one point eight liter um diesel from a uh Jetta. Okay. Like a 95 or yeah. 99 Jetta yeah. 1.4, 1.8 liter. And uh, he has, he gets like 36 miles a gallon with it on the highway. And he has a 55 gallon fuel tank. <laughs> he well, try to... <laughs> let me do the math on that once 36 <laughs> times uh... 55. That's 2,000 mile range right I'm there. You drive people.
0: to California.
1: So we're going to try to beat that with my Toyota pickup in Isaac's garage. Uh,
0: doubt it. I'm not an electrical engineer. I struggled in my EE classes. My
1: best grade in engineering so far, circuits. Wow, you maybe you should be an EE, Paul. My worst grade, digital systems. Maybe you shouldn't be an EE. <laughs> <laughs> Ones and zeros, not so great. Voltage and amperage, I can do. See, binary makes sense to me. Binary does not make sense to me, and my professor was not happy when he found out my calculator convert hexadecimal to binary and uh, yeah, uh, you know, so it was not a good time. So if you if you actually understand what we're talking about, you you, you might laugh. If you don't know, understand what we're talking about, you're probably really bored. Yeah,
0: um, but no, so I was gonna say I I think Toyota's doing this as a business venture because say you're Mitsubishi or your Subaru, which currently only Mitsubishi has no hybrids sold in the U.S. They do sell plug-in hybrids, so they do have their own technology. Or Subaru, which is one. And they want to start incorporating hybrid drivetrains in their vehicles. They could go to Toyota and say, hey, we want your information on your drivetrain. And then Toyota says, okay, hey, we've got all these electric motors and these ECUs and power control units. We'll sell them to you. And so I think you're going to start seeing Toyota drivetrains in other uh, manufacturers' cars, which isn't the first time we've seen this. Nissan put a um, the Camry drivetrain in their Altima for a few years.
1: Oh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I don't really completely understand why why they're doing this, um, unless they're like doing it to make sell sell them patents. Toyota
0: has no electric cars, so I think they're trying to use it as a way to get behind the game. They want to be in front of it now.
1: Yeah, or they're just going to accept that hybrid's not the future and go with turbocharged. Gasoline engines. No, they're going to just to piss Isaac off.
0: Naturally aspirated uh,
1: turbos are the way of the future, Isaac. They are not. Get on or get lost.
0: I'm going to stick with my naturally aspirated motor
1: and burn fifty quarts of oil every hey. ten thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on <laughs> from throwing Isaac's cars underneath the bus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this next section I actually found, and I was prepared for. I found it uh, about ten minutes before I left for Isaac's house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said, we're prepared today. Uh-huh.
1: So, uh huh. So Ford announced today that they are going to be releasing for 2020 a new entry level in quotation marks Mustang oh, Performance Package.
0: Forty four thousand.
1: So uh, here's my speculations on what this is going to be. I think it's going to be a sub thirty thousand dollar Mustang Performance Package. On the EcoBoost Mustang, so I think it's going to get the the 2.3 liter uh, spec'd out of the Focus RS, so it's going to be a little bit of a performance bump from the 2.3 liter that's currently in it. I think it's going to get a little bit different suspension, probably not all the way to Magna Ride, a little bit different perfor- uh, appearance package. I think it's going to compete against the V6 version of the Camaro 1LE.
0: Yeah, I could see that. What's so that stupid V8 noise into the cabin
1: i don't think so i don't know maybe they do they that help. already on the other four i know they do this is not as bad as BMWs and mercedes who put it through the speaker system
0: that's what ford does
1: no they pump it in through a tube through the heaters
0: oh well i think they also do that on their electric cars which is just
1: i i would like it an electric car tesla does it too so that's the, tesla you can make your electric car sound like a nitro racer so that I sounds—I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was gonna say nitro racer. Nitro I sound racer. like I have no clue what I'm talking about. Like A top fuel car—you can select like top fuel car mode and make, which is dumb because it should make it blast your eardrums out. If you ever listen to a top fuel car, you literally cannot—you'll go, go deaf. Yeah. If like you'll go deaf. they're the most insanely loud things ever. If you haven't listened to one and you like cars. Just go find a race where top fuel cars are gonna run and just do it once. But the first time you have to not plug your ears and feel your eardrums vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> After that you can plug your ears, but you have to do it and go deaf once. <laughs> but no, I think it's gonna be a one L a four a V six one L E competitor, sub thirty thousand dollars.
0: What they should do is be stripper model like no radio.
1: They do that. It's windows, called the 350, GT350R. 350
0: no yeah, I'm talking to do all that with the EcoBoost motor and make it as cheap as possible. Steely wheels.
1: I would buy one if I had the money. I actually want it. Isaac, you wouldn't buy one. Let's be honest. You're going to drive a crappy Saturn for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's not true. Crappy Ranger?
0: That's for different things. Different time.
1: Sorry, my phone's going off.
0: Yeah. Come on, Paul. I know. I'm a failure. Stripper entry-level Mustang performance package. That is cool. I will take it.
1: So I think it might be cool. We'll see. So You know what
0: Ford should do? What should Ford do? Lower the new Escape. Put the 2-liter turbo with the 6-speed manual out of the current Focus. That would be cool. It would be a modern version of the... The fast.
1: State state that statement again. You weren't paying attention. You're right. I totally wasn't Lower paying
0: attention. the new Ford Escape. Yep, with the two liter
1: turbo. Yep, six p manual. So you want an Escape ST when you just said the Edge ST was dumb? Because really, you want it to be the Fiesta ST version of the crossovers, so you can have your micro version that's smaller. Maybe. So what really what Isaac wants? What I really what I want Eco is an EcoSport ST,
0: which is essentially just the Focus ST. What I was trying to get to is if you lowered it, it would become a Focus.
1: But really, you want an EcoSport ST so you can have your Fiesta ST. I don't know what I want. You, you don't know what you want. No. That's but basically half of my conversations with Isaac are discussing how many things he wants, what he doesn't want, because he wants them, but he doesn't want them still.
0: It's not that I want them. I think they're cool cars, and I could foresee myself driving them.
1: I can't foresee you driving any of them because you have a cool car in your drive in your garage, and you drive a Saturn.
0: Yeah, that's for. Multi- Do you know how many times I, birds poop on my car every week? I'm not going to park my bright red sa- Saturn. Wow, my bright red exactly Mazda outside and ruin the nice paint.
1: That's called wax.
0: plus that tree's going to fall over one of these days so
1: so don't park it outside
0: well that's that's, Saturn, that's you got to keep one car outside
1: so yeah just open the garage door pull your car out drive it i have more more than one
0: the car and in and, and, and in a narrow driveway you you try to figure out how the logistics every morning and i can't park on my street park that's down the street for me. It's you illegal. did it for two years,
1: <laughs> but suddenly it's a problem. It's a suddenly problem. he got it's, a conscience.
0: It's a problem now. Okay. We are getting way off topic. So are we ready? Is there any more we need to talk about?
1: Um, I don't see anything else we need to talk about. Okay. In brand new news, but random car fact, random car fact.
0: Okay. Many mu- Many modern cars are now coming standard with automatic high-beam control. In what year did this feature first debut on a passenger vehicle? Did you know this, Paul?
1: I did not know this, but I also did know that uh, these new automatic high-beams are very uh, controversial in the United States. Yes. They're popular in Europe. But they're not actually sold in the United States yet because it's illegal. Yes.
0: Well sure they're sold in the united states
1: uh, two years ago i did a report on them and they were still illegal so oh. something that must have could change in the last two years but i did a report two years ago on them
0: well the first year that they were available to purchase in the united states was 1952 gm released this technology under the ultra ultranonic ultronic yeah ultronic eye technology on the cadillac line it used a light sensing photo tube to detect oncoming light the signals an amptiv an amptivator. Oh my gosh. Amplifier. Amplifier. Uh and it's triggered the low beams. Um I actually I was a few years ago I was at a car show um with my grandma and she pointed it out to me and was telling me about how her parents drove um, Buicks and Oldsmobiles back in the fifties and sixties and they had these features on them. She remembers it being very like futuristic, like space age. Really? Yeah. Huh.
1: It was this my little, second like, question is Cyclops how did you eye. get your grandma to go to a car show with you? It
0: was in town. It was like one of these small town little car shows. We were downtown, and we, I mean, we didn't. We just kind of walked by, walked through the cars, and looked at them. And she's pointed. There was a Buick there, and she pointed out that her father had in that same car.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah. Interesting.
0: That's where I first learned it. So I learned something about vehicles from my grandma.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I'll give you that. Um, automotive accessory review? Automotive accessory. So cool tool. Cross it off. Automotive accessory. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was on Amazon and...
1: That's always a bad time. They, You're always going to find something you don't need.
0: I buy too much crap on Amazon. Um, they had one of those lightning deals, daily lightning deals. mm mm-hmm. um, so my Saturn does not have, it does not have the original factory radio, but it has a aftermarket radio that's maybe five or six years old, and it has um, iPod technology. It's actually a really nice radio. It's an old Kenwood. Um, I really like it. Um,
1: I like Kenwoods. I have a Kenwood on my F one hundred and fifty.
0: But so I was, I've been baiting about, you know, I would like to have Bluetooth in it because it's nice to not have to hold your phone while you're driving, especially with the manual. And this Anchor Rove Bluetooth receiver was a lightning deal. It's originally like 18 bucks. It was marked down to nine. I think it was like actually 876 that day. And it had good reviews. So I was like, I got to buy it. So I bought it. I was super excited. Came. um, You plug it into the USB um, for power. And then it's got an aux cord you plug right into the radio. Um, You have to flip the radio to, you know, the auxiliary um, source in order to work. But I can just, you know, with Bluetooth, hook up my phone to it. And it's got a big button. So an incoming call, you can hit the button and it pipes the um, speaker over the speakers in the car. And the receiver itself is a microphone. I don't like it. It did not work at all. But it didn't work about it. So, I mean, it physically did work. But
1: it, it works, but it doesn't work.
0: Yes. So I had to crank the volume all the way to the highest setting. And my phone was turned all the way up. And it was like a whisper coming through the speakers. And they had a hard time hearing me. And I was like screaming in my car.
1: So this is talking on the phone, not audio, like Correct. music. This
0: was talking specifically on the phone. Okay. Um. So I was super disappointed. This is the whole reason I wanted wanted it and it failed miserably miserably so i i did try it with the music streaming that worked fine um no problems there you did have to turn the volume up quite a bit um which reading on reviews online other people don't seem to have this issue so maybe it's my older aftermarket radio that's the problem but regardless um it is no longer in my car. It is in my basement hooked up to an old stereo so I can stream music when I'm in my shop. So I'm going to give this a pass.
1: All right. That's all right. Um... Oh, question. Question. Did you power it off the USB port on the front of your radio or off a USB adapter? Adapter. A fast charge adapter? No, slow charge. Were you giving it enough amperage? I don't know. Does it have an amperage requirement? I don't know. I didn't even think about that until you said that. So I have no idea. I'm just throwing out. Devil's I have a fast charge
0: um, adapter. I could try it on.
1: Give it a shot. See if it helps.
0: Because people really people online. It's got, I think, like four, 4.2 stars. Yeah, it does. So people really like it. I didn't seem to like it. So maybe it's my setup.
1: Maybe. Maybe not. If you have one and you like it, let us know. Or if you have one that you like better than this one, let, let us know. know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, eventually, we should review my car stereo on this. Yeah, we should. We should. It's pretty cool. But not today. Oh,
0: no. Where's my Craigslist showdown? Oh,
1: okay. well. Well, we got Craigslist showdown now. Craigslist so, showdown. We need theme So, music. who won last week?
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, Paul won last week. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, unf- Paul won Seven last week. likes with his Mazda. Um, what was it? A 323? Three, three.
1: My Mazda 323 GTX Turbo Four Wheel Drive. And
0: apparently, oh. I only had five likes yes. with my 93 F body. Seriously, guys, F bodies, come on. T Tops. T Tops for life.
1: Have you Paul, have you ever ridden in a vehicle with T Tops? Yes what my dad's 1976 corvette stingray do you remember that i do
0: remember it were you just amazed by the amazingness of t-tops
1: at four years old i can honestly say you i was were not four come on I can honestly say I was not amazed with the amazingness of T-Tops. T-Tops. I do remember you specifically complaining about how much your T-Tops leaked. And you had to ride around in your car with a towel at all times. So
0: I had a 98 Firebird with T-Tops. And regardless that they leaked, every single time it was nice enough that T-Tops were out. Man, that was so worth it. But Yes. I did keep a towel in my back seat, and when it rained, you'd have to put it across your lap because the T-top would leak onto your, your left knee while you were driving. It was highly annoying.
1: <laughs> T-tops are so great. but <laughs> They oh, are. It's terribly annoying, but it's so great. Come on. T-tops are life. Nope. T-tops are not life. Uh, and on that happy note, I still won last week. So, uh, so
0: because you won, you get to go first. Since I
1: won, I get to go first. Yeah. All right. Let me get my link here. Post it to you. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hardcore lose this week. I don't even I haven't even seen what you have, but I'm going to lose. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Isaac know. told me what we were doing for scheduled show it out literally three minutes before we started recording. So this week we're in Grand Rapids because none of you send us any questions. So we're going to be boring and being Grand Rapids. Um, mine is a. Nine- <laughs> <laughs> The 1979 yeah. <laughs> Dodge the that's Thing. Mean, that's, that's the name of the posting. It's listed for $1,000 in Muskegon, Michigan. It's a three quarter ton Dodge truck and frame and running gear, two wheel drive. It's got the 383 big block in it, four speed, all steel, home built, very cool. No title.
0: It right. looks
1: like something that you'd seen a nightmare that you well it looks i'm really trying to think about nice ways to describe this and about the person who would own it
0: um so uh first off kudos to the guy who made this this is quite impressive most people couldn't do this Most people couldn't do it you could do this i couldn't yeah but you could do this i
1: could i i could would i no. no.
0: <laughs>
1: so but I mean it, it looks the,
0: like it's got it's like a an ex- home built
1: Model T stretched to a 3 quarter ton.
0: Essentially, yes. Um it's extended cab or looks to be somewhat.
1: Uh I think it's a single cab.
0: Well, it looks like it's an extended
1: cab. <laughs> I think it might just have it's space got oval back windows. You see
0: that? Uh, it,
1: it things it does have, yes. In
0: the front windows, there's no glass and I think l- they're plexiglass in there. They're, like, they're like a hazy. They're like a rectangle, but it's, it's got a... It's basically
1: made out of wood, sheet metal, and duct steel. tape. It probably weighs
0: 10,000 pounds. It's
1: probably... The only reason it hasn't fallen apart yet is sheer dumb luck. It's got no headlights. <laughs> it doesn't have a title. Who cares if it has <laughs> headlights? The The hood kind of looks like a coffin. It kind of does. Something
0: you might see, uh, the Adams Family Drive. Am yeah. I too old for you? Do you know that
1: reference? I do know the Adams family. Yeah, it's 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 a thing.
0: Crap! I just exited out of the uh, so, Google Docs. So uh,
1: I'm oh, Isaac. Really, just has to have any car this week to win. But I will say, I do have a four speed manual and a big block.
0: And I rear
1: wheel drive, four speed manual, big block.
0: So that's Paul's. Mine is a 1980. 1980- lada i don't know how you say this the the model number it's a 2101 i'm not sure if that's 2101
1: Ooh, they did a, a a top gear or a grand tour on these
0: this thing is uh have have you seen the movie um oh shoot it's newer it's about oh, shoot there's some spies the man from uncle have you seen that movie
1: I think I watched it at your house once, but I really didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, in the movie, they drive
0: a so <laughs> this looks like one of the cars out of the movie. It's a uh, nice mustard. Looks to be in immaculate condition. Um, it's, let's see, 1980 Lada, um imported from Hungary. 52,000 kilometers, which is right around 33,000 miles. The only one in the state of Michigan, according to the DMV. I mean, this thing looks clean. I don't know
1: whose DMV he talked to, but we don't have a DMV in the the great state of Michigan. Secretary of State. Well, it says DMV, so he obviously is is not informed on how many there are because we don't have a DMV. Yes, you do. Department of Motor Vehicles. We have a Secretary of
0: of State. When I moved to Michigan and I needed to switch the title on my car, I said DMV, and everyone at work thought I was from a different planet. I'm like, what's a DMV? I'm like, you know, where you get your car registered. I'm like, you mean the Secretary of State? I'm like, sure.
1: Yeah. So this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because we don't have a DMV. I win. <laughs> no, you don't win. But anyway, there's a lot of, I mean, it's
0: it's different. I would, this would be a cool car to drive for once. So there you go. You've got two interesting vehicles from the Grand Rapids Craigslist. Please pick mine. Mine. Mine has headlights and actual windows. And you could drive it legally down the road. Paul's, you'd have to drive in your backyard. That's pretty boring.
1: Just like the Rocks we're not getting into that tonight. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there just for you.
0: Okay. Um. So anything else we need to mention?
1: Um. Has anything broken on your Corolla recently? Has anything broken on my Corolla recently? Mm-mm. No. The Corolla's a peach. It's got really, really bald tires. I'm probably going to buy tires for it this weekend. That's
0: exciting. Mm-hmm. I just bought new tires from my Mazda.
1: I bet mine are cheaper. I bet they are. <laughs> you don't have 19-inch rims, sixty-one dollars a piece. Don't even start. Don't even. Sixty-one dollars uh, a piece for ultra high performance all season. How many miles? Forty.
0: Okay, I got fifty mile, fifty thousand mile tires. I haven't even driven on them yet, and they've been on my car for a week and a half.
1: That's not something to be proud of, Isaac.
0: My roommate's been blocking the garage. He's not right now. He's not right now. Yes, you are right.
1: He wasn't when I got here. Anyways, so... uh, This episode has been Paul hating on Isaac. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I need
0: to uh, (laughs) hate on Paul, but I won't. (laughs) I can take it. So, um, shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you. All
1: 57 of you.
0: There's more than 57. There's
1: 57. So far? So far.
0: I thought there's 61.
1: No, I did I did the average. There's fifty seven average. Oh,
0: per episode. hmm Well, we're all over the country.
1: We and are. And the world. Four countries. Five countries? Five countries. Ireland, we are
0: Spain. Yep. Canada. And the United States. There's four.
1: Uh Germany.
0: Oh, in Germany. That's yep. five. We've, uh the people listening in alaska thank you yeah there's a lot of people
1: listening in alaska i don't so. know
0: who you guys are but we thank you
1: yeah you're pretty cool if you're listening yeah. in alaska
0: um and all the other cool states mm-hmm.
1: kansas to start listening in today
0: yeah. so um texas texas florida california
1: wisconsin. wisconsin
0: that's not how they say wisconsin
1: Illinois. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) We got one listener in Indiana. They must be pretty cool. Yeah. I think there's one from New York. Jersey Shore?
0: No, Paul. Just (laughs) stop. Okay. Anyways. So, (laughs) find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Links will be in the show notes. Um, We want your feedback and your questions.
1: Yes. Send us more questions. Yeah. Or feedback or anything. So, we don't have to do... Craigslist showdown in Grand Rapids again. Yeah,
0: people from Alaska. I've never been to the Alaska Craigslist. This would give me an excuse.
1: I've never been on Alaskan Craigslist either. So, so, Alaska, send us an email. Yeah, please.
0: I think that's subscribe. Hit subscribe. The subscribe button. Follow. Did you say leave us a
1: review? Leave us a review. I think that's it. <laughs> Follow us on social media. It's been a great night. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. For Sorry, listening. this one's a little bit shorter, but we'll catch up next time and be more prepared. Uh, let us know if you like this kind of random crap.
0: Yeah. Or, or if, if you, you hate don't. it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. With that, we'll, well call it a night. Yep. Yeah, keep shifting the gears. Keep shifting the gears.